Hello everyone, this is Future Thomas here to give you a brief update on this week's episode. For those of you that have listened to our introductory episode, you'll recall that between the four of us here at iCast Fireball, we span across three different states, and that can present its own challenge when it comes to creating quality audio content. I just wanted to jump in here and preface this week's episode by saying we did have some technical difficulties with my audio when we recorded. But thanks to Mickey's amazing sound editing skills, we were able to get the audio up and running. It's not the full crisp quality sound we try to give you from week to week, but it should still be enough to help immerse you in the tense moments that are bound to come. Rest assured, we have resolved the technical issues, so this should not be an issue moving forward in future episodes, but we wanted to give you all a heads up, especially in this exciting follow-up episode. Now, without further ado, on to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of iCast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleepo. Last we left our adventurers, we found them right smack dab in the middle of a battle. And we're just going to jump right into it. So let's get into it, everybody, here. Let's go right into this battle here. So, as it stands, so we're at the top of the initiative order here. Lance, you checked in with Mal to see if she had a healing potion. Mal, you got a healing potion only at one hit point. Both of you still in this tent and not too far off from you, maybe 20 feet, 15 feet away from you is Fulan Mondath, who's clutching her side in her living quarters as she pants to herself with these tiny dragons revolving around her. As they keep uh, revolving around her, they fly like within a certain range of you and then they like snap at the air before they fly back. And she just is panting to herself and breathing, going, You, you have brought treachery into this camp, and I ask you to leave. Just through gritted teeth, she just is menacing as she's holding onto her side. Mal, it is your go. What would you like to do? Mal will uh, use her movement to go around the moonbeam and move right outside of that spirit guardian barrier. She will use her bonus action to move Hex from our dead friend to Mondath. Fleeple, did we have you roll a concentration check uh, when you took all that damage? I do not believe we did. I should probably do that. That's a critical failure. Oh, oh. no! Moonbeam <laughs> is gone! <laughs> there you go. I get to be the bard. Okay, you want to go all the way back? Let's go all the way back. <laughs> Not all the way back, but Mal, as you're about to run ac- run around this uh, moonbeam, Fleetful, you you're fo- you have to focus on your wounds to the point where you have to drop the moonbeam. And Mal, just as you're about to move around it, it disappears, and the half-burned-away corpse of Langdorosa is in front of you, just sort of, like, sizzling in the air. But your path is free before you. You don't have to move around it. I apologize for that. That's Okay. Instead, Mal will march menacingly straight through where the moonbeam was. As she's going, she will drink a small healing potion that she has. I forgot how much that is. I'm so sorry. I should write that down. It's 2d4. Yeah, so plus two. That's seven hit points to me. Nice. Okay, so you're back up to eight, I believe, right? I have eight hit points and three temporary hit points. (gasps) Temporary hit points. That's right. Thank you for the reminder. 
I will now move my, as my action, I will move my hex over to Mondath. Great. With that long engraven sword in my hand as a quick action, she will look over at Lance, who is hiding in the corner, who was sneaky in the corner. <laughs> um, and she'll say, go check on Fleeple. I've got enough for this one. Because she's worried because the moonbeam just went down. That's B.A. <laughs> okay, so you are you got your hex on them, essentially marking them as you move the hex from Langdorosa over to Frulon. The red of the dragons flying around, the red of your hex seems to like pierce and the shades of red are similar to one another, but yours seems to be just a more chaotic, wicked-looking red, and it sort of like snakes a- across the ground until it it latches onto her leg and seems to have marked her. I believe that's your movement bonus and action there, so I think you're good, right? Yep, that's the end of my turn. Okay, so now we go to Lance. Lance will say, that's B.A. And then <laughs> he will run then to the entrance of the tent... Which is... That's 30 feet. Can I see out the tent? Absolutely. As you okay. get to the, the entrance of the tent, you draw the tent flat back, and you see Balam standing there, a little bit bloodied, definitely damaged, but you see Fleeple holding on to his chest as this he's like trying to scrape this ice that has just caked onto his body, and you see the fleece on his back has ice crystals on the back of it. I will, bonus action, hide... I'm trying to hide from Mondath knowing that I'm about to attack him, basically. Balam or Mondath? Sorry, Balam, the outside of the tent guy. Sounds good. So go ahead and roll me a stealth check here. Okay. That is, that's gonna be 21. 21, all right. You feel pretty well hidden, especially with due to the fact that Balam seems to be distracted being engaged with Fleeple here. All right, sweet. Then I will take out I'm gonna sheathe my swords, or no, I think I took out my bow last time. So I'm gonna, I still have my bow out and I'm going to peek out the tent curtain and let an arrow loose to hit. Hopefully, Balam in the back. Go ahead and roll me an attack roll. With advantage. Yes, I'm with advantage. I'm legitimately anxious on this roll here. Okay, 21 again. That's a hit. There you go, and it is sneak attack. Yes, it is. I'm like riding this wave from our last episode here. I'm just like anxious to see. <gasps> Double sixes. Woo! On a 1d6 roll. That Look is that. 15 damage. <laughs> Tell us how it is done, Oh, Lance. I will just aim out the tent, look straight for, and that stupid little talker, I'm going to shoot the back of the throat of Balam and just, oh, I always have to have a line because that's how cool apparently I'm trying to be. And I'll just say, well, I'll just say what I always do when I kill somebody with the arrow. Both eyes open. (laughs) As you say that, Lance, you feel this presence behind you. And as you whisper that, you hear this voice come in your mind, a woman's voice. She goes, little bit up, darling and you feel your arm slightly shift up, and the arrow gets released. And Fleeple, these ice crystals all over your fleece, you're, oh, you're panting to yourself. Leos and the monk is not too far from you. You have stopped Balam here. Moonbeam has dropped, and you just hear Balam 
scream at you, you little wretch. I will take your body and use it. I will crush your teeth, your scales, and... <clears throat> and you, in the darkness, as the sun is definitely past the horizon here, and the only light in the camp is now fires that are being lit from the surrounding torches and an intense blaze from the entrance of this entire valley here. You look up and you see Balaam grabbing for his chest, grabbing at his throat to where he drops down on one knee. And as he drops down to one knee, you see Lance with the bow just up to his eye. And it seems that as he released the arrow, his scarf uh, got caught in the wind, being blown uh, towards that direction. And you see him just breathing. And Balam falls to the ground, just clutching at his throat until he stops moving. Well done, Lance. And I just kind of call out, Glad you didn't leave. <laughs> and I will wink at Fleeple. <laughs> and Fleeple, with your passive perception, you just barely make out the wink as it is quite dark in this campsite here. It's very noticeable. Whole whole, whole head wink movement there. Not subtle at all. <laughs> Great. Well, it would have been Balam's turn. I'm going to roll a death saving throw just for kicks and giggles. Okay. That's for me. Fleeple. It is your go. All right. I... Okay, so I look around me at all the situation going on here and I turn towards Lance and I say... I'm going to get the escape route ready up the side of the canyon. We need to get the prisoners ready. Do you need any help with health? I'm going to cast Healing Word on myself as a bonus action. And I say, I thank you kindly for the offer as I regain five hit points. And as I'm saying this, my body begins to bulge and kind of hulk out as I begin wild shaping into a giant lizard and I say right before I transform to the point where I can't speak anymore, I think I've got this covered. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Uh, I believe you do have movement still, yes? Yeah. So I, with my giant lizard speed of 30, uh, I'm going to just dash. Well, I can't dash because I already used my action. I'm going to move as fast as I can in the direction of the canyon wall where we hid the rope. And I'm just going to keep going until I get that rope up to the top of the wall. I have a climbing speed of 30 as a giant lizard. And I'm going to get it to the top and secure it for the prisoners. However many turns that takes. I'm going to turn real quick to Mal and I'll be like, Leap is okay. So you take the 30 feet of movement. Uh, it's... It's definitely a little bit away from you. I would say uh, probably about 100 feet where you have that enclosed uh, cavity in the wall, but you know exactly where it is. So it should take you only a few turns to get there, okay? Sounds good. For the sake of maybe uh, brevity, we'll take you out of initiative unless you'd like to jump back in with a specific action to assist with what's going on, if that's all right with you, okay? Okay, Mal, you're face-to-face -face with this leader, Mondath, who has is now marked with your patron's signature here. And Mondath, she just glares at you and she goes, I give you the opportunity to leave. You kill my right man and you have the audacity to face me. She is going to cast Sacred Flame. All right, go and roll a deck save, okay? I rolled a 17. 17 is a success. So I believe Sacred Flame, you don't take any damage, right? Yeah, it negates. Yep, okay. So yeah, as that dragon comes 
one of the dragons from Mondas Radius just breaks away as she yells something in Draconic and it comes to clamp down on your face but you dodge out of the way slicing your sword straight through the uh, magical image of it therefore dissipating it before it does any damage to you. Mondath, angered at this and she just turns around and she flees 30 feet away, away from you through the back of the tent out of your sight, bringing the spirit guardians with her. Good good but for all intents and purposes, she has disappeared from the fight. Mal, it is your turn. First thing Mal will do is look back at Lance and say, you go help with the prisoners. I'm going to chase after Mondath. And then I will use my full movement to go 30 feet after Mondath. Man, why couldn't you be this vengeful when you were fighting Ovac? <laughs> <laughs> this is a stupid freaking orc. Would die, stupid relentless. Okay, so as you run 30 feet away, you see Mondath running. She didn't run 30 feet directly away from you. She actually, and with your passive perception, you're able to notice this, even though it's quite dark here. As soon as you thrust open the uh, tent flaps, you see that she veered north towards the cave entrance where there are three guards and now a fourth guard joining there with their weapons out in full plate armor, and she's just running to them with those spirit guardians around her still. But having seen this, you still wish to pursue after her, yes? Yes. Okay, sounds good. So you run, and you are within the 10 feet of her uh, still. Uh, The spirit guardians snapping at her, uh, snapping at you, trying to get at you. Great. I will make a ranged spell attack and cast Witch Bolt. And try and, and capture her with lightning. I'm going to taser. I love Witch Bolt. I love Witch, Witch Bolt, Bolt too. is such a good spell. Non-natural 20. Oh, that is a hit. Yes. Okay. Ready for 2d12 plus 6. Oh my gosh, that was such a good roll. 6, 7, 8. 20 points of damage. Holy cow! 2d6! 2d12! Plus 6. As you cast this witch bolt, um, what does it look like? Describe it to us. Just a bolt that says, I'm a witch. <laughs> it spells witch as it goes through the air. I was really impressed with the whole cultist thing and her cool spirit guardians that look like dragons. So this, well, I still have this long sword, in my, the great sword in one hand. She reaches out with the other and out comes crackling lightning that opens its jaws and looks just like one of her dragons as it breaks through her spirit guardians and grabs her around the chest and just like electrocutes her. Ah, yes, and she's seizing. She almost falls to the ground. I'm gonna have her roll a concentration check here. Oh my gosh, that is a 11. So she rolled, so she took 20 damage. Half of that is 10. She just barely succeeded. Okay, yeah, because you have to get ten minimum, right? It's if if uh, you're if the damage is less than ten, you still have to get. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So she still succeeds as she uh, she seizes these dragons. Flicker, flicker, flicker. She slams on the ground. They alight um, still, and she's yelling something to the guards in a language that you don't quite understand. And some of them seem to be uh, breaking ranks, and uh, two of them seem to be charging after her. Guys, I might get to be the bard first. (laughs) (laughs) She's still up. She's still standing, but 
you have her marked with your witch bolt, which I believe remains until you dissipate it or lose concentration, correct? Almost. I'm not going to tell you the specifics. Oh, oh very good. <laughs> well, well, well. Because I want you to make good, I want you to make choices that she would make and not because of the spell. You got it. Okay. Well, that is your go. That was your 30 feet. Your, I believe you still have a bonus action if you would like to do anything with it. Um, no, I'm good. <gasps> Wait, can I bonus action take that other small potion that I have? Sure, absolutely. You had two? I do. Because I took an extra one that one time. Because I was really drunk and I took the second one. There you go. Oh, heck yeah. Eight more points to me. <laughs> Nicely done. Okay. Lance, it's your go. You right. find yourself alone in the tent. Ah, uh, what I've wanted this whole time. <laughs> there. Okay, there is a desk, right? Oh, absolutely. I am going before I leave to the desk. I'm going to go to the desk and try and open those drawers. Jacob, thank you so much. I was regretting not telling you to do that before I ran away and you read You my had mind. told, well, that was that was the plan originally, that we were going to try and investigate someone's desk. Lance remembers. Go ahead and roll me an investigation check, please. All right, cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right, not terrible. 18. 18, okay. So, as you are, you step over Langdorosa's body, um, you get to the desk, and there's nothing on top, so you just start through the open doors uh, and just like some of the cabinets and you don't see like any potions, magic items, things like that, but you do see papers. Lots of papers. <laughs> you don't have a lot of time to read through them unless you want to spend a couple turns doing that. No, I'm just going to shove any and all papers I find okay, in my bag. Grab, 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 grab. Pocket, 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 pocket. You get a pretty good chunk of uh, these papers and in fact, uh, as you're about to throw, throw them in a pocket, you see like a little... Uh, uh, I want to say messenger bag, but like the equivalent of that. And so you're like, oh, great. Grab You just start shoving them in there, throw, throw it over your shoulder. You feel like you got a lot of stuff. All right. The last thing, if I have time, I don't know for a turn, obviously, I do want to search also the dragon's body. Okay. I'll say they're right next to each other. Go ahead and roll me an investigation check. This one, I will say with disadvantage, just because you've already done that action. So you Oh, that's not good. It's 11. 11? Okay. There's not a lot of stuff. Uh, this body was heavily burnt from the moonbeam as well, you have to recall. So the armor itself is, seems to have deteriorated as well, seeming that it wasn't magical to begin with, or else it would have, been, uh, would have remained the same. Um, you do see a great sword, a spear, a half-rusted now uh, sigil of uh, the Cult of the Dragon, uh, things of that nature. So No potions or anything? With, with that type of investigation, you, you're... You, you find yourself questioning, like, ah, I really gotta go. I really have to move away from this. I can't spend more time on this with that type of a role. Alright, then I'm just gonna book it out of the tent, then if it takes even to, into the next turn, that's what I'm doing. Getting out of the tent. Great. Sounds good. So we will say that you are just to the tent flap. Oh, real quick. Sorry. The red part of the tent where Mondath, where she was before she exited, does that, is that like, was there a bed in there? Was there anything? Yeah, so uh, as you, uh, in being by the desk, you would see that, especially having Mal ran through it. Yes, it was her living quarters, like her bed, like maybe like a wash basin, a chamber pot even, things like that. No, like chest or anything else to like look into necessarily, like a furniture piece that I would see. Uh, maybe like a chair, uh, things like okay, that. Okay, then yeah, then yeah, I'm booking it up. Great, yeah. But is it really just a chair? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it ever just a chair? <laughs> 
So you're just going out from the south side of the tent and you basically thrust the tent flaps open. No guards currently there um, as they've all just run away towards the chaos of the front of the valley where this the watchtower is fully engulfed in flames now. As you open, it's a terrifying sight to behold. You actually, although it being 300, maybe even 400 feet away, you feel some sort of heat from this. It is a massive inferno and you just hear orcs screaming and uh, kobolds screaming, orders being shouted. It is mass chaos around here. That's your turn, Lance, okay? Fleetful, you're still still pursuing, still going. Yeah, uh, I, so, I'm um, humming the Mission Impossible theme song under my breath as I'm going along. Great, great. Something that your uh, clan clearly made up on them, their own, yes? Perfect. Okay, thank you. And it's Mondath's turn here. So, as uh, Mondath, she looks back towards you, Mal, having this witch bolt attached to her. In desperation, she yells out again for the guards. Yeah, she's going to cast Cure Wounds on herself as she just keeps running towards uh, the entrance to the caves. Cure Wounds. And she's going to cast that at second level, actually. No, she's going to cast it at third level. So, that's 3d8. Not... Great. Two ones and an eight. Ooh, hey. eight's pretty good. Eight's pretty good. I mean, it kind of evens out. So that's 14 health back to her. Okay, and she's going to run to the to the cave. She actually passes some of the, the, the two chainmail guards. And so they're now standing in front of, like, they kind of, like, form a perimeter, like, between you and Mondath now. And she's just continually running away from you making another 30 feet, so she's 40 feet away from you now. Okay, Mal, it's your go. Immediately after that, it's your go. Yeah. With her moving 40 feet away, the witch bolt connection severs. Okay, sounds good. Yep. I was hoping she was just gonna stand and make a last-ditch effort, but I guess she's just a coward. (laughs) Fight me! Did she get inside the cave, or she's going toward the cave? She is not inside the cave yet. She is just moving towards the cave still. She's pretty close. You feel like on her next turn, she probably will be will pass through the entrance there. I'll put that great sword back under my cloak and pull out my crossbow. Try and get her at least one more time at a distance. You sheathe the sword as that's been wrapped up. You pull out your crossbow, and you take aim, and you fire. 21. 21, that's a hit! Because I shoot better than I do spells, I guess. That's 10 damage. 10 total damage. Okay, as she runs away, this crossbow bolt sinks right into her her back. Uh, She's not in uh, her full armor right now. And she just... And she falls to one knee and stands up real quick and just yells in Draconic uh, something else to these guards here. I'm going to roll another concentration check. She does make her uh, concentration check, so the guardians are still up. But you definitely seem to be doing some sort of damage to her, but that cure wounds seem to have really revitalized her to where she could go a little bit further there. Uh, So that was your action. I will keep moving toward her until I hit the guards. Okay, so you're going to run up to the guards. Pull that sword back out and get ready for battle. Great. So you run up to the guards, and as you do, you smell like new polished plate mail. Yeah, so that's like, that's like the first smell that like 
You inhale, followed by the fire that seems to be erupting into the, the camp here, uh, mainly from that entrance. And you stand right in front of both of them with their great swords as well, um, standing in front of you, both ready for a fight here. I'm going to roll them into initiative. Great. Perfect. Okay. So, right after your turn, Mal, one of the guards in front of you takes their turn. So, they are going to... This one is going to attack with uh, the great sword against you. Uh, it does get advantage because it has pack tactics here. Oh, good. That's what I wanted. As a 24 to hit. Yes, it does. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Oof. Okay. That's 16 points of slashing damage. Oh! What? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. How are you looking, Mal? Uh, I would say rather hurt. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's going to be its turn. It's just going to stand its ground. And after it slices you up, uh, taking a hefty hit, it backs up uh, for the other uh, guard to take its turn, which uh, it does right now as well. It backs up out of range. No, not out of range, just uh, sort of like shifting to where the other guard can make an attack. Yeah, sidestep. There you go. Oof. Okay. Let's say oof. That is a 22 to hit. That is 13 points of slashing down. And with that, Malamara goes down. Mal. Okay, uh, sounds good. I didn't think we were going to hit that hard. I thought I could take a hit or two and then get the heck out of there. <laughs> Definitely, I mean, you hadn't encountered these before, so I mean, it was uh, a worthy gamble. Worthy gamble there. I res- See, thank I you, respect- Thomas. I respect thank your character you, Thomas. choice. Thank you, Thomas. I respect your <laughs> yes. character choice. <laughs> Great. So, Mal, you fall unconscious, unfortunately. Your hex dissipated, and uh, your orc ability does not come into play, because I believe you have to finish a short rest, correct? Okay. Yeah. It's a long rest, but yeah. Fleetful, Lance, both of you have are running the other direction. Well, I, okay, I have left the tent, correct? Okay, do I see here any inclination of Mal, this happening to Mal? I will allow you one opportunity for a perception check. Oh, boy. That's not good. That's ten. Ten, okay. It is so chaotic here. Um, You can't pick out anything in particular that would uh, indicate that your friends are in trouble or that uh, Lance, or, or not your Lance, uh, that Fleeple or Mal would need your assistance, but you uh, have your goal, you have your focus, you're heading to the prisoners. You may make any choice you wish, though. Well, my choice was to go to the prisoners. That's what Mal told me to do. Yep. I'm Mickey. And this is something that I'm I think... I'm sorry. Uh, this, this brings up a good thing. A lot of people, and tell me if everybody feels differently about this, they feel like, oh, well, I can't do that because my character wouldn't know that type of a thing. You're a player. You can make whatever the heck choice you want as a player, right? It doesn't matter. Like, even player-to-player interaction, like, oh, I failed that intimidation check. I am intimidated by Mal. doesn't mean that your character has to do anything. You as a player make the choice for your character. They are merely the avatar for your own choices. People may feel differently. You know, so if if you as a player, you're like, screw that. I don't want Mickey to lose her character. Do whatever the heck you want, you know? Like, somehow I look over there. doesn't matter to me. If you choose to do differently, I don't think anybody in here is going to feel differently. It doesn't matter. I just, I feel like that was an, that's an important concept to preface in this game. I'm not going to feel like you're gaming the system at all if you do that, you know? Like, if you're going to be like, oh, out of character, I'm going to go help Mickey because I want her to play his character. So, yeah, it's probably not 
in my character's motivation, but I will make it their motivation to do this because I care about Mickey as a friend. So anyway. Well, I don't care about Mickey as a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to leave her to no. die. Because well, my but, character I mean, would. I kind of go along that... I go along, my thoughts before any of this happened was Lance is immediately running to the prisoners. And and especially because of that perception check, I feel like that's what I should do. And I feel terrible for that. Totally fine. We will see how it plays out. It's totally fine. Sorry, I just feel like I didn't realize I had to rant about that. <laughs> but thanks for letting me rant about that, everybody. Okay. So Lance, what are you doing? I am with the perception check of not seeing anything happening or noticing that Mal is in any kind of danger, I'm going to start running toward the prisoner tent. Fair enough. Absolutely. You know exactly where it's at. You can dash, double dash. I am using all of it. Yeah, because I got bonus action dash, so 90 feet of dashing, basically. Any cultists that are trying to meet these orcs or go to the... You're just... You're just skittering around like Naruto style almost, so... As I'm running... If I pass by orcs and kobolds, I'm going to be shouting something. And because I know orcish and draconic, I'll be shouting it in both languages. And I'm just shouting basically, like, if it's the orcs, I'm saying orcs. And if it's the kobolds, I'm saying kobolds. And I'm just saying, show your rage to these cultists. Leave the prisoners alone. Let the cultists know your wrath. That's it. Very good. Jacob, take an inspiration dice. Very inspiring. I'm inspired. I'm inspired by that too. <laughs> he said that and I was like, I got chills. <laughs> Dude, for like as awkward as Lance is, he comes up with the best lines like in the heat <laughs> of the moment. I, I am just, right? I'm banking, again, I'm banking on that being that I have taken a proficiency in the charisma section. And as soon as that's gone, any and all of Lance's epicness is going to be like, <laughs> That is super fun. Okay, great. Dash, double dash. Uh, Fleeple, you get to the cave. You are there. You find the rope, grab it, and now you're just running over to where Leosin is, correct? So uh, the idea is with the rope to get up to... Well, yeah, I'll, I'll grab Leosin on the way, and then I'll get to the wall, start climbing up, and I'm hoping that as a monk, he's probably fairly good at climbing himself. Um... So, yeah, grab Leosin, get to the top, get the rope tied off in time for the prisoner. Great. Uh, sounds good. So you're in the cave, you got the rope, and now you're going to be running back to where basically Leosin was, because I believe that's where the plan was to climb the wall, right? To scale the wall? Yes? Okay. Sounds good. So on this turn, you can't quite make it there. So uh, maybe I think on the next turn, you should be able to make it to that location with your dash um, and, and movement action. Okay? And now I'm humming the James Bond theme under my breath. Perfect. Love it. Now, roll me a death saving throw. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. Success. Uh, so that's one success for you. Yes. All right. We'll see what the guards do with your unconscious body or what happens. So, Lance, you're booking it. Ninety more feet, yes? Yes. How far away is this tent? Okay. With your 90 feet, you can definitely, like, you, you burst essentially into the cobalt camp at this point, screaming for them to show your rage. You see these kobolds, um, a good half of them are already, like, any cultists that were in their side of the camp, they are in melee with. So the the guard that is that was guarding the prisoners, it is now fending off four different kobolds. One of them's on the back 
with a knife and seems to be just stabbing the back. It just, ah, just throws the cobalt off. The other three are trying to poke him with these uh, makeshift spears here. Uh, let's go ahead and have you roll a... I was with Fleeple when we did talk to them one time. Yes, yes. Uh, let's go ahead and roll a uh, stealth check with disadvantage, though. Just, just There's so much chaos going on. So just so stealth is regular then, because I have advantage. Yeah, just regular at this point. The poop. 16. 16. Good enough. Some kobolds don't see you and start attacking you out of the corner of their eye, because, again, there's 100 kobolds here, and about half of them, 50 kobolds seem to have risen up. They do not see you, therefore they do not attack you. Uh, they don't mistaken you for a cultist, so to speak, and surround you and try to jump you and attack. So uh, you're able to sidestep, uh, move around, dodge around, and so you get to the prisoner's tent and you throw the flat back. As you throw the flat back, there are a good eight prisoners there, all chained to a singular pole uh, in the middle of the tent. Uh, the chains were quite long to accommodate for them to uh, lay down, rest, sleep. It reeks in here. It smells but most of them are on their feet currently trying to maneuver the manacles out of their hands. Some are trying to like pull their hands, like wrists out of the manacles. Some are like going to the lock that is holding all of their chains to the central pole here. And as you run in, they go, please don't hurt us. We, we have no business with you. Citizens of Greenest, we're here to get you out. And I run over to the lock and I try and pick it. Okay, go ahead and roll me a uh, lockpicking check here. What is, that's my lock skills, my thieves tools. Yeah, your thieves tools check. Oh, that's not that great. 15. You have an inspiration dice, oh, if I you do. need it. Don't forget that. Never forget. Well, I'm gonna see what it does this time. It's 15. Okay, you run over there, and as you uh, make your dexterity check or thieves tools kit here with your uh, thieves tools, just, and it's a very crude lock. You take one out, you flip it, you're in the motion, you go, you're going to have it, just, one second, two second, three second, bing! All the chains clatter to the ground. All of them free, and all of them go... They look at you with wide eyes. All right, we have a rope scaling the back wall of the this this bow-shaped-like valley that we're in. Um, <laughs> um, this, this kind of divot of natural a landscape. A yes, a caldera, exactly! <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, it's in the back of the camp, near uh, near where the cultists stay. Don't worry, though. The orcs, I have to go fast, okay? So run as fast as you can and catch up with me. Get any and all prisoners to the very back. Pew! <laughs> Flash. <laughs> Great. So uh, on your next turn, you're going to have that 90 feet of movement as well. And they will catch up as well. So, Fleeple, your turn. You get to... Uh, uh, within the appropriate distance, you get there um, as your lizard uh, form, and you said you were checking on Leosin first, or going straight oh, to the cliff wall. Sorry, could I say one more thing real quick? I apologize for cutting into that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is Morin here? <laughs> Before you run away, one of them goes, "Hi, that's my name. That's me." You better live through this, you sucker, because I've been trying to find you for your daughter. Your daughter's alive. Keep these people alive and get back to Greenest. And I run out. <laughs> Great, okay. Uh, so, Net, Fleeple, you were going to Leosin first, or you were going to the wall? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to swing by Leosin on the way to the wall, because presumably as a lizard, I cannot tie off the rope when I get to the top. 
and I, I'm really enjoying having 19 hit points right now. So, <laughs> Fleeple, you run over to Leofson, and uh, as you run up to his post, it is empty. <gasps> okay. What a guy, what a guy. All right, then I'm going to start climbing up and uh, just get to the top as fast as I can. Great, and you have a climb speed of 30 feet, you said? Correct. Great, sounds good. I will have you roll me a strength check. All right. As a giant lizard, my strength is much better than as a kobold, but my rolls are not good. That's an eight. Eight, okay. As uh, you start climbing up, um, using your athletics uh, slithering as a lizard up, you get up about 30 feet, and this rope is starting to get fairly heavy. You almost drop it down to 30 feet, but you grab it, you hold onto it, and you stop to catch your breath for a little bit. So you didn't drop the rope, but you were unable to make as much progress as you'd like there. So uh, that's where we're at there. Sounds good. Now, and you roll a death saving throw, please. Oh, that was a six. Failure. Great. Lance, your turn. 90 feet. Still screaming Great. the same thing that I said to the kobolds and orcs. As you scream, there is the orcs are now surrounding you here. You hear in orcish, uh, I mean, they're not surrounding you in particular, but they are mixed, mingled in among the camp here, among the chaos. You hear them screaming phrases of like, For Grams! For Auckland! And you hear orders being shouted. You see two orcs carrying the big bucket up to the uh, northern part of the camp as well, of that weird mixture that they were mixing up. There's no time, though. You have to run to uh, where Leosin was and try and assist in any way you can. You can't get there on this turn, but next turn you will be able to. Okay. We jump to Fleet Bull. All right. I need you to roll me another strength check. Okay. Please, please, please. That's a 19. 19. Great. That you able to catch your breath was definitely enough. So you're able to make your full movement of climb speed of 30 feet and an additional 30 feet. You are more, you're about three fourths to the top here. So one more turn and you should be able to get all the way to the top. Okay. Now, as you're about to roll your death saving throw, you come to. And as you come to, you receive seven hit points. Seven points? Seven hit points. And as your eyes open up, as your eyes open up, you, uh, you see this very disheveled, darker-skinned man, a human who has a goatee that you haven't been able to, that you haven't seen before, but whispers to you, uh, you need to get up now so we can rush quickly. Quick, follow me. Leosin the monk has revived you. And as you look around, there are two, the two guards are uh, on the ground and stiff. And, uh, and but they seem to be... Like, uh, they seem to be trying to move out of it, and the other two guards at the cave entrance are just charging towards you, and he goes, uh, we would, it would be good for us to have haste at the time. So you have your full turn here. What do you do? I will follow him. I keep charging into the cave. (laughs) I go straight for them again, and just... (laughs) Rage! Oh wait, I can't do that. Um, one more time. One more time. I got one this. I can, I can do this. I can do it. I came back from the dead twice. It's fine. I will, in whatever mechanics is required to make that happen, I will dash, double dash after okay, him. Okay, sounds good. Wherever he goes. Okay, just wanted 
Yeah, I, I figured as much. You spend half your movement, you stand up, and then you uh, the rest of your half and your dash action, you just start charging away. The guards unable to keep up at this time because you were already a distance away from them. So, on your next turn, you'll probably get to the base of the uh, cliff face as well. So, Lance, you get to the base of the cliff face. You see there there are smaller fires that are seem to have seemed to have been ignited on this second portion here. Orcs are now tearing through the camp. Some are charging past you. Some go to the main tent, um, and as they rush to the main tent, they just rip down the sides of the main tent like it were, were a curtain just to be discarded, and they, thro- they throw it to the side, and they just start wreaking havoc on these personal quarters, the main tent, the, the main desk, and they just, they just seem to be reveling in this destruction here. But you are at the base of the mountain. You see Mal and Leosin rushing towards you as well. You can't see Fleeple currently. And the prisoners are not within eyesight currently either. But that was your full turn. So, Fleeple, I'll have you roll one more strength text to try and get to the top here, okay? All right. A 10. 10. That is enough. It, it hinders you a little bit, but you only had one for, uh, a fourth of the way to go. So you just get to the top. And as you get to the top, the rope is dangling down. Lance, Mal, Leosin, you all see the rope dangling down to where uh, it is now uh, you can grab onto it. Lance, as you kind of grabbed it, you felt that it wasn't attached to anything quite yet. And you still need the prisoners before you can go anywhere. But it seems everybody seems to be in place here, except just with the exception that the rope isn't tied off as all. So, Could I talk to Malamara briefly? Oh, absolutely. Let's go ahead and... Uh, so let's break the initiative order now. Let's just kind of see how uh, emotions go. So let's get out of this initiative order here. We've been in it all night. Go for it. Malamara, where did where did Mondeth go? Uh, with a shaky, bloodied hand, she'll point... Oh my gosh, what happened to you? <laughs> to the far cavern with the four guards standing out in front of it. Yeah. She very, very bravely tried to take down and cut the, the head of the snake off, but underestimated some of the guards' um, ability. After a brief conversation, you see these eight individuals miraculously coming through the chaos, orcs having left them alone, cobalt having left them alone, cultists seem to be have more pressing issues. There are now active battles with orcs and cultists on this second portion of the camp here. Not too far from you, uh, a good massacre uh, occurring within just mere 50 feet of you. Spells are getting flung, fire being thrust, an orc goes down having been stunned and then just shatters as it falls to the ground. It, it just seems to be mass chaos here, but the prisoners get to the base of this this cliff face here. Fleeple. I will, while this is while this is happening, I keep interrupting, I apologize. Just real quick, as I'm just drinking my health potion as this is all happening. Okay, drink potion. Heal what up. is the health potion roll? 2D, 2d4 plus 2. So Fleeple, was there anything that you'd like to do to either try and tie this off or do you want to try and hold it uh, while maybe one person climbs up? Yeah, I would definitely prefer to tie it off don't know if that's possible as a giant lizard. If not, I'll just drop out of it and... You know what? I, look, why don't you go ahead and uh, you can run around at a nearby tree and maybe uh, get some leverage with that. So go ahead and roll a dexterity check. I will have you with disadvantage, though, because you are a lizard. All right. Let's see. Dexterity for giant lizard. Okay. Even with disadvantage, that is a 12. 12? Enough. You have a, somewhat of a simple knot to where you feel as you let go of it, 
it is intact. You being able to uh, keep your your intelligence even in, as you go into beast shape, you are able to like thread it through, tie it, and like with your mouth. It it takes a lot longer, but you feel like it should be sufficient for um at least one or two people. Awesome. Okay, sounds good. So these prisoners come to the base of, of the oh, cliff. And one thing, real quick. If it'll help at all, I'll just kind of stand there with the end of the rope in my mouth and root my claws into the ground to try and give some extra leverage if I can. You dig in. You, you sort of, like, prep yourself, like, up against a tree, some of your feet into the, like, uh, a tree and some of the other in the dirt to try and, like, really brace it just in case something were to happen. The prisoners get there and Leoson goes, Quickly now! You! <laughs> um, and he points to the prisoners. Get up there! Quick! Go! 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 Um, because... The knotted nature of the rope, due to Mal, um, they're able to make it without having to roll anything, thankfully, or else we could have a real serious issue here with the knot. Uh, and so they're able to, even the most feeble among, among them, uh, with the help of some of the stronger ones uh, underneath them, pushing them up, they're able to start making their way up. And so as the last one goes up, Leoson goes, hurry now without saying anything else, just grabs you, Mal, and just shoves you to the words of the rope and has you start climbing Mal goes up. Motions for you to go up, Lance, as well. Lance, you go up. Uh, Leosin, he quickly climbs up, and as you climb this 120 feet into the sky here, not needing to roll stealth, not having to hide anything, you as you look down, as you look across, this camp is just engulfed in flame. Not every tent, mind you, but the the main watchtower, the second watchtower that was sort of on a cliff face is just starting to be engulfed in flame. Not as quickly as the first, but has the there are flames licking it. There are screams. There is chaos. There is the scent of blood, fire, and ash in the air. But as all of you get to the top of the cliff face here, you take a sigh of relief. Um, you catch your breath. And as you catch your breath, Leosin goes, I think it would be best for us to go quickly and not catch our breath. I'll turn to the prisoners and I'll say, is there any other prisoners down there? The man that you uh, approached before Lance goes no, it was just us we should be good to go. And I'll cut the rope and let it drop and Leosin goes, everybody follow me, and you rush into the night and that will end tonight's episode of I Cast Fireball Look at our Ooh. shaky plan. Bless shaky you. plan. Bless you, Thomas. <laughs> Not so Bless shaky. You. Shake it. Shake it. Shake, 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 shake it. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. That was a rush. Mm-hmm. So for a question, so for Leosin, did you like roll to see if he saw that Mal or did he have a clear sight for it? Uh, Leos, in the moment that chaos erupted, uh, started loosening his bands. Yeah. He so was he like, was just tied up there watching the whole thing. No, he was like, wow. Monk's got a monk, you know? Mm-hmm. Monk's yeah. got a monk. Wow, that's crazy. Is that first fully unconscious of the game? I think so. I think that's the first total throws? fall. I feel like Fleeple's well, been no, really Fleeple close. did. No, Fleeple did. Did he go down did, to zero? You immediately brought him back up. Yeah. Perfect. He mm-hmm. did fall, though. I was like, I feel like it was, but I like couldn't remember specifically... But then you killed the person who killed me, so we're even. Wait, oh, oh just now, yes. Moment. That's right. Yeah. Langdorosa, yes. Yes. Oh, I should have asked if Balam was still down. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he was doing this. Thomas randomly that's decides, right. that's who I'll roll for, for death saves. Just the most annoying NPC in this entire Because I would have ran by and just stabbed him in the face. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Just make sure. Stay that. For no reason at all. Okay, here we go. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of iCast Fireball. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed playing. From wherever you get your podcast from, please leave us a review. It really helps boost our ratings, really helps get us in other people's recommended feeds. You can also email us at an email, iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're hoping to get the word out there and set this podcast on fire. <laughs> now, to get the most recent up-to-date content, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle iCastFireball20. There you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, interesting insights from players and DMs, behind-the-scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world, maybe even some polls on who you want in that battle royale. Am I right? Like, subscribe, and share with your friends for and fellow wacky adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we have... Malamara, Lance Thalen, and Fleeple. Keep the fire going, and see you next time. Mm-hmm.